Hello and welcome to Make It Happen episode number 13. I'm your host, Ali Meehan. Today I'm joined by Helena de Munk. Helena talks about the challenges of leadership in today's world. Hi, Helena. Hi, Ali. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, good. It's good to see you here. So, Helena, tell us for people that don't know about you or where you are even, a little bit about you. Okay. Um, Where am I going to start? So, I'm Helena de Munk. I'm Belgian. I'm from West Flanders, this tiny little town. And uh, at this moment, I'm living in the Ghent area, which is a very beautiful town. I can only advise you to come and visit one day if you have time. Although I have to say my heart is in Andalusia. That's basically how we met, uh, Ali. Um, I uh, have a finca in Andalusia and I try to spend as much time uh, as possible over there because I just love the Spanish culture, language, and uh, especially the nature that I'm surrounded over there. Um, I'm 54. I have a law degree. Okay. I have a 22-year-old son. He's amazing. I'm married. Um, and that's pretty it. Okay. Uh, Good. General. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your business story, how did that start? How did your professional journey start? Okay. It's, that's a good question. It's a professional story. It's a professional journey. I don't look at what I do as a career because uh, it's not like I uh, planned or I managed to go onto a career ladder as a lot of people uh, like to see uh, things uh, in the professional area. Basically, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, or you could say I'm very much independent. I'm not sure always what, what's the, what's the priority there, but I started my own business when I was 25. I had some experience as an employee, first of all, in a real estate agency and secondly, in a recruitment company. And when I was 25, um, I was overly ambitious and very impatient and I had this idea that, um, you know, I could change the world and uh, my views were uh, the right ones. A lot have changed since then. But anyway, when I was 25, I started my own business uh, and that was a recruitment consultancy uh, focused on finance and legal. I have done that for 22 years. Uh, I uh, have known all the good and bad um, periods. I, I guess we, we survived four crises. Okay. Uh, I started in one, actually. And uh, I worked with a team between three and 12 people, also depending uh, on the on the, the year. Um, and I really loved what I was doing uh, because I, I really made what I tried and I wanted to make my mark and I wanted to approach the recruitment market differently uh, in terms of being a lot more involved in uh, what uh, candidates want. That's how they wanted to, to build uh, and create their careers. And um, we were quite successful. Uh, sometimes we were not successful. There were periods where it was really, really hard for us to, to, to cope with competition and with, with what was required in the market. Um, and then at a certain moment, uh, I guess I needed to be ready for that. Um, I felt that uh, a lot of people I met, they struggled with uh, issues that uh, they could not solve by changing jobs. I was meeting um, mostly finance people, 
people and you know they, they get promoted because of their technical expertise but at a certain level this technical expertise is not enough in order to be successful because they needed leadership skills they needed to be able to engage a team uh, things like that and so Basically, I, I don't know when it exactly was, but I, I developed a new mission and that was uh, coaching finance people in leadership in order to help them to support them to, to become successful in, in their new uh, adventures or ventures. So that's how in 2007, after 22 years at that time, 20 years in recruitment, I started my uh, coaching training that have, has never stopped since. Um, and I actively uh, became uh, uh, a coach and a facilitator as from 2009. Okay. Uh, so that's almost 10 years again. Uh, but I have to say that my mission derailed a little bit because I'm not only coaching uh, finance uh, profiles. Basically, I'm working with executives uh, all over the world in all disciplines, also at senior leadership teams, um, supporting them in, in leadership development. And I really love what I'm doing. Okay. So that's where I'm now. I don't right. know where my okay. journey will bring me later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So let me quote something you mentioned on your website, which is, I truly believe that both businesses and society need a radical leadership correction as the traditional models of the 20th century have served their time and purpose. Can you tell us about your view and what the new world would look like and what the new model would be? Can I give you the short version? Otherwise, yeah. I'm afraid we will be yeah. here tomorrow. <laughs> I guess that's not the idea. But the thing is that... Um, Maybe you or the audience has heard about the VUCA world. And actually, this is the world we are living in right now. It's very volatile. It's uncertain. It's complex. And it's ambiguous. And that means that a lot of people have difficulties to, to, to know where they're going, to, to, to see a good direction, um, to be involved, to be engaged. And the old model of leadership where you had like the one leader at the top of an organization or in politics or in community, wherever, who knew everything and all the other people were just following, um, that's not possible anymore. First of all, leaders cannot know everything anymore because yeah. there's too much going on and the acceleration of change is enormous. Secondly, people want to be involved. They want to contribute. They want to participate. So the old models don't work anymore. And, and, and it's, it's very interesting to see that um, it's very hard for leaders, especially yeah. for, for older generations, to, to, to be aware of that and to be uh, able to, to deal with that changed uh, requirements um, because um, they're not used to do that. And it takes vulnerability and authenticity yeah. to build trust with with teams, with groups, with communities, in order to co-create rather than um, tell and sell and other people being doing do what they are told. So it's yeah. a completely different uh, world we are living in. And, yeah. and I strongly believe that if we can go to these new models of leadership in authenticity and co-creation, that we can do a lot better than we are doing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of ego gets in the way as well, doesn't it? Because absolutely, well, that is what we see in organisations as well. Because the the biggest issue there is um, people that have been successful for years, they do not see that what has brought them there at this level of success 
um, and the skills that they have used to be to to get there is not going to bring them where they want to be and where other people want to be in the near future. Uh, they have this ego and and this you know this uh, idea of success, and they think that they can keep doing what they are doing and getting good results. And yeah. so it's very difficult uh, for organizations and also for us as coaches to to work with those really successful people because they believe that you know they're 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 there to stay for yeah. the rest. Of the yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know when you need to. Um, maybe have people on your team that are actually a lot cleverer than you. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. That's the way we, you know, way really you need to work today. You need to have people behind you that are actually much cleverer than you in different areas. And that's, that can be very tough when you're, mm-hmm. you know, when you are successful. It is because I see that in my work with leaders um, that um, they take the, the the credit for being a leader. Uh, they connect that with expertise, and they cannot do that anymore. So they need to find like a different role, a different purpose in their leadership, in order to be able to to say for themselves or to others, "I am a leader." And before it was expertise, but it's completely different right now, and and that creates fear and anxiousness for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that was the biggest issue facing businesses today? It is. To me, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you talk about people finding their purpose mm-hmm. on your website. Have you found yours? And um, what tips would you offer to others looking for theirs? Yeah. I believe that finding your purpose and being aware of your values is key to, to grow and, and to, to uh, get energy out of what you're doing. I see a lot of people not really... Um, reflecting on 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 how they contribute and why things are important to them um and that means that they make choices that are not really in sync with who they are or what they want to do so that's why purpose is really really important um i have to say also finding your purpose is a journey and and it can it can I won't say it dramatically changes uh, from one day in another but uh it, it can evolve it can grow it can change um I think I have always been very purposeful and intentional in what I've been doing. Uh, I've always taken a lot of reflection in terms of um, what do I really want and is what I'm doing really contributing to that. Uh, But of course, uh, when I started my coaching training, um, this is all what things are, what, what, what stuff is about. I mean, you go very deep there um, in, in terms of finding what you really want to contribute in this world. Um, So, Basically, um, just to give you an idea, because it's very important to be able to to explicit your purpose, to me it is uh, contributing to the creation of a better world by supporting people in tapping into their potential and in helping them to, to, to generate the best version of themselves. Because I strongly believe that this is what is leadership and self-leadership is about and that... Um, if we can all do this, if we can all show up in our, our best version and co-create in that way, we will create a better world. So uh, there's still a lot of work there, but yeah. I'm positive. Yeah. I'm optimist. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what changes have you made that have um, been a result of your life experience? I've made a yeah I've made quite some changes. I I I wrote some when I was preparing uh for this for this interview. Um the changes I've made are um 
introducing rituals in my life. And with rituals, I mean uh, um, creating new habits, uh, but intentional habits in order to be able to um, live more in the moment and reflect in a different way. So um, I've learned that by reading books, by working with my coaching clients, uh, by sometimes um, getting the, the, the bad consequences of not, not doing that. And um, what I do and what I uh, certainly also advise other people is um, to uh, have your daily moments of uh, gratitude where you you could do that in the morning, you could do that in the evening, preferably you do that in the morning and in the evening because it is a, a mindsetter in terms of uh, the things, the small things, the little things, bigger things that uh, you are grateful with. Um, redirecting your focus from all the things that didn't work out, that did go wrong, uh, things like that. So it's really contributing to a positive mindset, to a growth mindset. That's, a, that's an important one. Um, celebrate successes uh, is another one, and that is not being afraid of showing who you are and what you have achieved, and uh, not only being grateful, but also um, not being afraid to show yourself and show other people that you have succeeded, which is something that especially women tend to uh, hide too much. Um, and it has a, a severe consequence in, in their professional lives because um, other people are not aware of what yeah. they have been accomplishing. And then, of course, you have the situation that they feel resentful sometimes because people didn't see it. And then uh, one of my uh, advisors is like, show it. Don't be afraid to show it. And yeah. then people will perceive it. And you will be uh, in line for for promotion or for recognition or, or for whatever you you are seeking at that yeah. day, at that level yeah. yeah yeah it's been a bit of a theme the w this week actually that that particular topic um, because one of the um, one of the members in one of the groups I'm in mentioned that we tend to do something and succeed at it but we don't celebrate it mm -hmm. we just move on to the next thing we don't yeah. actually, we don't stop and think wow, that was incredible, and actually enjoy the moment, mm -hmm. we tend to quickly move on to whatever is next on our agenda, on our to-do list or whatever. So, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It's important to stop, celebrate before you move yeah. on. Yeah. It is, absolutely. So those are the things that I, I changed. Uh, and another one is uh, take regular time to reflect on what you're doing and how it is contributing to your purpose. That's why I love to be in Spain because, you know, this is really for me, it's a place where you can reconnect, where you can uh, reconnect with yourself, reconnect with nature, with, with the, the bigger whole and, and really look at, okay, what am I doing? Why am I really doing this? And if it's not working, how can I change? That's, uh, yeah. 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 Good. So okay. oxygen has a special meaning for you. Mm -hmm. Tell us, tell us about Oxygen and Oxygen Leadership. Oxygen for Leadership basically is a platform I work for. Uh, it's what I uh, use as a platform to, to deliver um, coaching facilitation uh, uh, in, in, my, in my own approach, but also to co-create and collaborate, collaborate with, with uh, business partners. Um, it's a little bit metaphorical because I do believe that oxygen is what we need uh, to grow, to live, actually, and uh, we might not be aware of um, 
how much oxygen we need because I see it in different levels. I see levels, I see people not breathing. While we all know that breathing is, and good breathing and, and, and consciously breathing is one of the ways that we can cope with a lot of things and that we can uh, change our responses to a lot of things that are happening to us. But I also believe that um, having adding oxygen to what we are doing or thinking uh, gives us a possibility to, to, to grow and to change. Uh, so I take that uh, not only literally, but uh, metaphorically, but also literally, because I take my clients out for walks very often. I also organize retreats in Andalusia, but also in well, actually uh, everywhere in Europe, where we use nature and, and the stillness and, and the oxygen as boosters for the transformation process. So oxygen is indeed a very important word for me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also use oxygen to get rid of toxic things too, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. So a quick fire round. Mm-hmm. Who are your heroes or <laughs> favorite coaches or mentors and why? Okay. My number one is Judith Glazer. Okay. Judith, um, she passed away uh, two months ago, unfortunately. And she was really an inspiration in terms of what she was able to do was uh, combine brain uh, research, so the, the scientifically um, based uh, findings of the last years with her vision and her ambition in terms of creating a better world through conversation. And um, she has wrote um, several books. Her latest book was uh, Conversational Intelligence. Uh, another one is Creating We. And they're really must reads because they, they, they give you the possibility to uh, look at, at the world, look at our conversations, at our interactions in a, in a different way and create higher levels of interaction that create a better world. So she has really influenced my way of uh, looking at, uh, at interactions, at relations. Okay. Uh, another one is Brene Brown. Yeah. I guess yeah. most people know Brene uh, yeah. from her uh, web um, TEDx and her books. Uh, I just love the way that she brought uh, the... Uh, the terms uh, vulnerability and shame and, and other terms into like a professional daylight and the way that she works with it. So uh, she's really a big recommendation. So as you see, my, my heroes are mainly sheroes. Although I also wanted to give credit to Stephen Covey. Okay. Uh, he wrote The, the, the Seven Habits, um, which is also a must read to me. And... Um, Actually, he was the one that brought the foundations for my change, for my personal journey in terms of uh, going to find my purpose. So if, if you want to find your purpose and you want to do that on your own, which is possible, then uh, his book, The Seven, the Seven Habits of a Highly Effective People, is yeah. okay. a very good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. What book did you read in 2018 which made a difference to your life and why? Yeah, I read a lot of books, so it was a little bit difficult for me to make a choice. Uh, I'm a strong believer in, in um, books as like a way to, to, to grow, to develop. So my favorite, so the winner for uh, okay. 2018 is uh, Beyond Threat, and it's written by Nelisha Rickelmessinger. I'm sorry, Nelisha, I, I really have, I, I, I think I don't pronounce it right, but uh, Beyond Threat this book for me is an eye-opener on how we are wired, uh, how we 
acts and react with our uh, reptile brain mainly. And, and it has learned uh, me how you can manage your reptile brain, how you can learn to respond with intelligence and compassion and, and create a different, a different world, a different reality. And I also use it with my coaches. Uh, okay. So uh, she's the winner. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. She's got your award. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's your own personal superpower? My superpower is the Andalusian nature. Okay. I think being in sync with, with nature, with, with, um, with uh, Adelphas, with uh, Almendras, for me, is really building my resilience. And um, I, can, I can only advise to find, for everybody to find their superpower. But for me, it's being able to build resilience and to come back every time even if things are very tough, are very hard, are very difficult. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. What do you have planned for 2019? Okay. Um, my, how do you say that? My New Year's resolution yeah. was uh, not to plan too much and trying okay. to consolidate what I have been uh, launching last year because it's, it's relevant, it's important and it's fun to do. So what I will continue to do in 2019 is um, the Authentic Leadership Roadshow which is really funny. We, we're having this interview. Uh, so I'm in the other seat right now. Normally uh, I, uh, I do a lot of interviews with, uh, with women leaders um, bringing their testimonial on uh, how their authenticity brought them where they are and, and what they encountered, what barriers they had, what struggle they had uh, in order to do so, uh, because I want to be, uh, I want to create a bridge between uh, women leaders. Um, and it's not like the leaders in, in the, the, only the top levels of big organizations, because there's a lot of leadership amongst women, but I try to connect them with, um, with, with young women who are looking for role models and okay. who are looking to be supported. So I will certainly continue doing that. And then um, 2019 also is the, the year of the retreats. So uh, I have um, launched individual retreats two years ago. So uh, where uh, women have a three or four day retreat with me in Andalusia, one-on-one. So it's, it's really intense, uh, really nice to do. So I'm continuing those. And uh, together with business partners, I'm also uh, organizing uh, the Authentic Encounter, which are uh, group retreats. Uh, so we now launch them for women leaders, but we will also uh, start new editions for entrepreneurs, uh, the corporate edition, and also the international edition. And the first one will probably be in the south of Spain again. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So those are the plans for 2019. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. So if people yeah. want to connect with you, what's the best, what's your favorite platform for connecting? My favorite platform is LinkedIn. So uh, if you want to connect, just uh, look for my name on LinkedIn and send me a message. I always respond there. Uh, If you want to do it more directly, I would say you can just send me an email. And that's uh, helena at uh, oxygenforleadership.com. The four being the number four. The number four, not the FR. So that's, um, I'm very responsive. Uh, I like to connect. Uh, I like to exchange uh, experiences or or knowledge. So uh, everybody is more than happy to connect with me. Good. Well, thank you for your time, Helena. I've enjoyed the chat and to hear your views on on different things. 
and mm -hmm. look forward to hopefully seeing you in Andalusia soon. Likewise, I'll be there next month. So, um, okay. but uh, I'm also forward looking forward to to make deeper connections with uh, with your network um, and and see how we can support each other over there because I love what you're doing there. You have this great uh, community of people of women supporting each other, and that's really I guess we both in the same mission there. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much for having me here. I oh, loved it. Thank you. Bye.